0: So let's watch that little trailer
1: there. Wearing scars from a culture of violence Far too young to already have carried the cross No escape, feeling hopelessly at a loss Ready to cross the line Had nowhere else to hide She heard a voice that spoke From somewhere deep inside of her An eye for an eye Will make the whole
0: The man we were just listening to, eye yeah, for an eye, I for an eye that, we were just too. listening to. We have Yeshi here. We have Yeshi. <laughs> Where are you coming? Where are you coming to us from, Yeshi? From Byron Bay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I think the, I, I spent two weeks in Byron Bay. I love it. Oh, I'm so,
2: nice!
0: I'm so glad I didn't get eaten by a shark. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, there's a
2: few around.
0: Yeah, you do have a few around. Are you a surfer? Do you, do you, uh, do you uh, enjoy the ocean?
2: I do enjoy the ocean, but I'm more of a walker than a surfer. I go walking on the ocean every morning. That's well, it, nice. And swimming.
0: That, that's beautiful. Well, well listen, uh, uh, it's a pleasure having you. And uh, our indie creators in the JoyScore audience is just chomping at the bit to hear about your uh, musical mastery and uh, how you bring uh, enlightenment to the world through your music. And that's what's such a blessing having you here and um, uh, getting a sense of, you know, what makes you actually
2: tick, you know. And uh, uh, so we're happy to have you. So what makes you tick there, Yeshi? What makes me tick? Well, it's sort of interesting. Um, I've had, um, well, I'm sort of at the end of a very... um, For me, it feels like a very long um, healing journey, actually. Um, And I'm just, um, I just started creating again, you know, because it's been been quite a big one. I spent nine months in hospital last year. Oh, no. Uh, uh, Yeah, it came out of the blue. I was, um, I wasn't meant to be here anymore, but I still am, I guess. (laughs) 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 So, So I was meant to be here still, but it didn't look like it for a while um and um yeah so i just started actually getting like my energy levels is just starting to come back that i started uh playing again but uh, it's been it's been almost uh it's been almost two years um for me actually and um, uh yeah probably
3: you probably have a lot of great material
2: Absolutely, and it's and it's sort of interesting, you know. As it's sort of a lot of people say that to me, um, especially friends, they go like, "Oh, you know, you must have like, you know, lots of songs on the back burner." And it's definitely true; there are on the back burner. But I'm still, I'm sort of still in the process, so I sort of feel like I'm 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 not quite there yet. Of you know what what this journey, uh, what I've got to learn. From this whole journey, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, well, that, well, that's really
0: that's that's really why we got you here because it's that journey that you just referenced to that uh, this we like to get after in this program because um, each each one of us uh, has our way to our personal Shangri La's and our Nirvanas. So um, it's fun talking to artists that are immersed in that zone where very few people boldly go. And, and get to exist there, but you know our art uh, re- demands that we exist there. So we're really um, uh, looking for you know uh, like uh, we just played the eye for the eye for the eye uh, song that you have, and it's interesting to learn like the origin of that material and how you came about cr- uh, creating a piece of material like that. And what are, what are the little nuances of your creative process that? Um, um make it all worthwhile like are you a meditator are you a yogi are you a spiritual guy are you a muslim or a or a shiite or are you a, a, a christian coptic or i mean what what a buddha like what allows you to get into that process i mean do you have a teaching that's gotten you in into the mood to create or is it just something
2: that's just divinely inspired um well i'm definitely a meditator um But I'm not sort of um, following any particular um, teaching of faith as such, you know, because I've spent so much time around the world, you know, like living in Japan, living in Africa, living all over Asia, and now here in Australia. And I've got a very strong connection um, with, um, with with the local Aborigines. Ah, and, there um, you go. Now we're talking. So it's sort of, it's all there, you know. And for me, um, for me, it's kind of all the same. It's it's sort of seems to be just like different expressions of the same source. Um, and it doesn't matter whether whether I sit, you know, with a you know with a Tibetan Lama or whether I sit with an Aboriginal elder. You know, it just seems. Well, to, tell us um, about
0: sitting with a. A Tibetan Lama. I mean, I might mean, <laughs> be able to do get to do that. That sounds that sounds extremely uh
2: unique. Well, what's interesting, because my name um Yeshe actually was given to me by by a Tibetan Lama and it was uh it was right not far from where you guys are. He he used to be up in um Santa Cruz, sort mm. of up in the mountains. There is a, there's a few, um, Tibetan communities up there. And, um, that one, it was called, um, Pema Oseling, And, yeah. uh, his name was uh, Lama Tachin. And I spent time with him back in the mid nineties. Um, and, um, he definitely had a very strong influence on me. Um, well, let's, have... let's try to let's try to connect that influence. Like,
0: how is the influence of a yama, llama? Lama. Lama. <laughs> as in Dalai Lama. Uh, how does that improve your music or your skill set? Tell, tell us that about that relationship. Like, why seek out a llama to uh, help you with your music? I mean, what is the what's the relationship there?
2: Well, I guess I've I've always been a spiritual seeker you know and in that way like when i have had opportunities over the years um, traveling i would always seek out to learn from people that i thought might know a bit more (laughs) about the whole story than i do and there's always something to learn and uh, i just always had a very um, um strong connection you know with with Tibetan Buddhism in that way you know like when I was a teenager I was uh, about 13 I met Carlo Rinpoche back in Germany and uh well what a privilege is that
0: (laughs) so so, yeah you just you're just just confusing the issue because what is the benefit of meeting that guy to your music to the what's the relationship to that guy through you to your audience (laughs) What is that fiber? What is that membrane? What? How, I mean, and this is something that you're seeking out because you know that it helps something. I'm, I'm I'm assuming it's it helps you deepen your music to connect to your audience. I guess in a way, right?
2: Yeah, and for me too, it's like when when I play, it just like puts me into a similar zone of like of meditating, really. Um, but it's more of a like. A group meditation, you know, like where you where you connect via via the music with people, and there's uh, there's always like something going on. I mean, it's always a great healing and process for me um, playing to people and getting the feedback from people what it does to them too. Um, I can see that it's definitely doing something to them as well. Right, well, but...
3: so, yes, Jay, you have um, a gift for connecting with all kinds of instruments that are not typical, <laughs> that people don't see all the time. Yeah. And then you've just been on this huge healing journey. Uh, do you feel that your seeking might have helped you for, not only for your music, but for this point that you just write a passage that you
2: just went through? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, and it was very interesting too. like being, I mean, I was always the kind of a guy that I hated hospitals and eh? I, I, I never wanted to get near them. Even when friends of <laughs> mine were in hospitals, I, I, I made the visits always like very, uh, very short. Cause I, I, you know, I just no, I don't know whether I didn't like the vibe of the place or what it was, but they were always freaking me out somehow. <laughs> so now being thrown into that zone, And then being, like, I was given so much love, honestly, in that hospital by doctors, nurses. um, And that was the biggest part of the healing process for me, too. And um, it, um, and also, like, then it was very interesting, you know, like, you know, certain nurses would come in and the more, the more you, you recognize the love that they actually put out and thank them for what they do, the more they go into that space. And I Mm. guess that is also a spiritual space. And then, you know, I've always, you know, like while I was in hospital, I was reading a lot and I've I've always had like spiritual books there. And that was always um, a great thing for like the nurses picking up on that too, you know, like seeing seeing the books and asking me about it and then having like really deep connections and deep conversations with with uh with people there you know it's um yeah and um i mean all of it all of it helps me to um to know more about myself to know more about my spirituality and um um well well let's well listen it you're it's like what you're
0: doing is making magic. So for your audience, we know that because we get to sit in the audience and we get to get pulled <laughs> into your world, and we we get to take this journey, this this very chill journey with your reggae type music. How would you describe your music?
2: Um. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting one. You know, I've I've um. It goes into the basket of world music, but it's kind of a funny basket. It's a very big basket. Um. I um, I don't quite know what to call it, to be honest. Yeah, because um, because it keeps changing too. Um, like, my, I mean, the I don't know whether that the first song that you guys played was that already was the program already running there, where um, the one that's called Woven, and it had a Tibetan right. singer mm-hmm. in there too. Um, that was a very interesting process, and that that was the last. Um, album that've that I've done. And it was um, it was a, sort of an experiment. I just wanted to go in and just do it in the raw and in, and, and have no kind of post-production happen, but mm. just take the raw vibe of the moment. And, it, it, and so we just basically spent five days in the studio, and everything finished, like from start to finish, mm. you know, like we finished the mix after the five days and I just had to go, okay, let's put that out because I just wanted that raw process in there. And then all these amazing things happened, like um, the Tibetan singer there, um, his name is uh, Tenzin Chogal. He's mm. He's uh, He's an amazing singer, great friend of mine and, he actually comes over to the states a fair bit. He's done a few um, projects with the uh, Philip Glass and Laurie Anderson over there, and he plays. Um, he often plays when when the Dalai Lama um, tours the states. Uh, he he plays before the talks, and um, he just happened to play at a festival um, near us here and just rung me up on the morning that I was just about to go in the studio and he said oh are you are you around and I said I'm actually on my way to the studio and he said oh I've got the day off I'm only playing tonight um I'd love to come in and collaborate and do something mm. and then he just walked in and just nailed it you know it was just like and and it was really interesting because the ideas that I had of the songs that I wanted him to sing on, he, like, he did exactly what I imagined and more, you know, and it was really amazing. I was, I I was there in the control room and I heard him sing and I had to cry because it was so, Mm. it was just so perfect, you know, how everything just fell into place. Um, And, um, yeah. That's
0: a, that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful story. So, when when you have uh, that's what i was going to kind of get at is uh
3: yes Jay's had a lot of serendipity in his life <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. well, well, well well that's well that's that's beautiful but you're you're attributing that to a lot of it to sort of this uh, what i was when i wanted to ask because you're, you're like a, an ethereal magical type guy i mean what have been the more profound experiences you've had making your music or contacting higher realms of consciousness or higher beings or, or you know, uh, are you, I mean, do you have any experiences like
2: that? Um, well, it's sort of interesting. <laughs> um, I, I had a lot of experience or, or more experience, I guess, in, in, in that realm when I was um, spending time in Africa and especially in Zimbabwe. Because um, um, Zimbabwe was where I me- where I uh, learned this instrument called the imbira, which mm-hmm. is the one that I play on that song I, an, "An Eye for an Eye." It's yeah. like a twenty-something um, key, twenty-eight key um, thumb piano. Or people call it thumb piano. It's a funny word, but anyway, <laughs> um, and. Um, over there, it's uh, that instrument, like the Shona people, where where the instrument comes from in Zimbabwe. Um, they believe that um, the instrument was given to them by their ancestors. So right. the the instrument is used in um, in traditional ceremonies over there. Where um, basically, it's interesting in Zimbabwe every family has at least one spirit medium in the mm. family, somebody that channels um, uh, an ancestral spirit out of um, their lineage. and an ancestral
0: um, spirit. Can
4: you yeah, define so that?
2: Tell us about that. <laughs> well, well, they, um, so it's kind of interesting because it's like, I mean, for me in the beginning, it was very sort of, even though i was into um i was very open minded and into spirituality and into all kinds of cultural things and into the idea of it but then seeing it actually happen was really amazing how somebody right in front of you like changes into a completely mm. um different person you know like uh, and and it and i was especially amazed by by my uh, by my teacher's mother who was um, when I first met him, she was already in her 80s and we would have, uh, we would do these ceremonies where you, you basically you, um, well, the ceremony starts about a week before um, the actual gathering happens mm. and it starts with um, the old women brewing up this, this beer um, for the occasion. Beer. It's basically... Are you yeah, saying this something- is an alcoholic-induced fiasco? <laughs> well, ceremony. It ceremony. sort of is in a way. I mean, it's a bit different than, than you know a beer. You know, it's basically, you know, and it started, it's basically this um, from uh, sorghum and this maize, and it started like some of the um, the drinks that you drink in the Amazonian uh, jungle. It started from the spit, Um mm. You know, that's where the fermentation process starts. And then they have to go through, through this sort of, it's almost like a ritual process that they do for a week until, um, and, and the name of the brew is seven days. Um, because <laughs> seven days. after after seven days, it's, it's perfect. Like a um, good Italian sauce. You don't want to drink it the day after, because <laughs> it's really, it's like, it's too strong, and it and, and it tastes pretty of uh, wild too. Uh, <laughs> but on that day, um, I guess it helps the process of. Um, um, it helps the process of just you know like opening up your um, whatever you need to open up your channels, um, to uh, to let the ancestors come in and. It's also something. It's very interesting because we always like even with meditating. If we go back to meditating, like when you when you meditate, the best time, uh, most um, sort of masters say is is like in the early morning hours. Yeah, you know? like in right. that time, kind of between three to five o'clock, uh-huh. and and the same time is also the time where when you play at these ceremonies where where the spirits come. you know so so it seems to be a time when we're sort of closer to those kind of realms. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's very interesting. so they, they kind of start at eight o'clock by you know offering the beer in in the um, in the um, ancestral shrine. Um, to the ancestors, and then um, the, then they do different prayers and letting them know what they're planning to do and and what they what they're wanting to achieve there, you know. Because often they do it to uh, to basically have a counseling session with with their ancestors, you know. If there's certain certain things that need to be sorted out, you know, there might be uh, you know some difficulties that some family members have with each other and they need like some sort of higher authority to to uh, sort it out for them you know um and uh so they after they do that then they then 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 they leave the drink in there in the ancestral shrine and the um the ancestors have their time of having a little sip of the beer and then once they are <laughs> done after an hour then the then then the beer in these um big sort of clay containers get passed around um the ceremony, and like everyone is there basically from the youngest to the oldest, you know, so you got like little kids there, and you got these this LLP and everybody dances you know it's kind of it's so great i mean i i I just had this image of. Of my teacher's son that I was watching um, how he was sort of like he was asleep outside and then he must have woken up again Uh, it was sort of three o'clock in the morning and then he walked into the room where the where the ceremony was in and um, as soon as he stepped through the doorway he started dancing and Mm. he was in the zone <laughs> you know, so so even the kids are like so in tune uh, with all of that, and it's basically, it's kind of like a big party w- with a purpose. You know, like party with a like purpose. Dancing, I love it. <laughs> they um, they all dance together, and then by like three o'clock in the morning, then you see the changes. And like um, where I was trying to go before with like talking about my teacher's um, mother she um she had two spirits that she was channeling and one of them was a very well-known um chief out of that area where they where they came from in in Zimbabwe in an area called chi uh, chiwata and um it was amazing so you saw this transformation of this old lady who was quite frail and, and in her late 80s and then as soon as the uh, the the spirit came into her her voice changed into this mm-hmm. really deep male nice. voice <laughs> and she she started throwing her you know like the things that she 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 was wearing you know jackets she threw them off and and then she she ended up gr- grabbing this, Paraphernalia, because there in the spirit house they also keep the paraphernalia of each spirit. So mm. she she put on her headgear, um, and she uh, she she got a spear and she started dancing. And the way she was dancing and like leaping up into the air, she definitely didn't look like an old lady anymore. She looked like this. <laughs> this this Shona warrior, who 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 was like just you know in his prime, basically. That's you know? awesome. And and it was very very interesting too. Like uh, whenever I would um leave and go back home, and then maybe you know after six months, you know go go back and spend spend a few more months with them. Um, whenever I would come back, I would um meet his mother again three times, you know. Mm. Oh my god, uh, you know, like I would meet her as, you know, as his mother and then we would have a ceremony and then in the ceremony, you know, when she was then the the uh, Shona chief, um then the spirit would look at me and go like, Oh, you're back, you know, and where have <laughs> you been? You know? What have you been up to? <laughs> you know yeah. and uh so um yeah, so it's very interesting how. Um, so I guess in that realm, it was um, the most um, obvious to me that there right. is definitely a spirit realm and that there unseen is unseen
3: realm. Um, yeah, yeah.
2: That's fascinating. Yeah, that must have blown you away. I mean, you're like you're like just saying,
0: yeah, I just saw <laughs> this sort of metaphysical, fantastical potential of what the earth is offering up to us the humans to, you know understand that we're magic and whereas magic is the world is magic you know and to, to actually witness that and to get verified verification of that is a can be a life-changing experience i mean it can be enough oh, to like like go oh my god <laughs> literally like oh my god
2: totally and, and 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 what was interesting too that you know i was still kind of like processing things with my mind whereas like my son who was traveling with me then, um, he was um, five years old at the time.
4: Mm.
2: He, to him, I mean, by that stage too, like I, I had spent time um, with him in Cuba, and we went to like different Santeria ceremonies there, and we also spent time in in West Africa together, where uh, where we went to different ceremonies. So for him, it was kind of like. A normal thing that he saw people um, Mm. changing in front of him, and it was almost like it wasn't a big deal for for him (laughs) anymore. You know, he'd just like, you know, they'd be like, you know, she'd be there, you know, as a warrior and jumping around, and then you know he'd be like, and then once she saw like settled down again and was sitting, um, and people were sort of like sitting around to then ask question and have their counseling session you know he would just walk over to her and sit on her lap and you know <laughs> and start talking to her like it was a totally normal situation he, for him you know yeah where, he where at I was at the perfect still. age oh yeah absolutely yeah totally their, their traditions are
3: similar to a lot of tribes where they commune with the unseen realm like the hopi uh, how in their ceremonies they welcome in the star beings and they come into the kachinas, So it's uh, mm-hmm. fascinating to hear. Uh, and the same thing. There's a whole week process before you get to that point. You know. So I guess should, we should warn the listeners: do not try to do this at home alone. Yeah.
1: Or maybe do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so does that give you does that give you confidence moving into the afterlife that there's there's something there, uh, kind of waiting for you. Like, does it give you yeah, confidence? Once think... you start, once you start experiencing that that kind of stuff, you're like, man, there is something else here that's existing in the in the realms, you know, the ancestral realms, and that and that's got to be uh, that's got to be life. I mean, it's got to be life changing. I mean, if I saw that, I'd be like,
2: what? Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean. It, w- we still have our mind trying to um, to figure it all out, um, um, which is interesting, you know. And, and, you know, going back again to my healing journey, too, because I was pretty much, I was um, half an hour away from, like, leaving the planet um, early <laughs> last year. And, uh, You're oh so my.
3: funny, a half hour. Were you tracking this or someone else?
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I was basically in this. I mean, they had to do this like emergency. Um, um, they they had to do this emergency surgery, mm. um, and we basically, you know, we couldn't even go into the theater and and do it the proper way. And I, and I was very lucky. I had this Fiji, this Indian-Fijian doctor there who who um, did a lot of work over in Fiji. With um, with people over there, so he knew how to how to do this without having all the apparatus wow. ready to go. You know, and they they basically said to me, you know, I was I was really lucky to have him because he could have done it blindfolded, you know. Oh but it was God. like being being <laughs> so already in this place of like um, it was totally okay to be there, and you know, like either outcome was okay too. Mm. It felt like, it felt so safe, and and it, yeah, it didn't really quite matter what happened, but at the same time, there was also this thing, like, it wasn't my time yet. Um, like, I still had things to do mm. down here. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, so, and that's yeah, really interesting, uh,
3: that listening point, Yeshe, because, like, with music or any kind of creation, not a lot of people talk about sensing into their death gateway, but you were right there at the threshold and
2: you sensed that you were still to be here. So that's super profound. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, that's,
4: that's, that's
2: great. Yeah, and it made me also like cre- um, question a lot of things, you know, like, because I kind of like, you know, when I got back out from the thing and I'm lying there with all these tubes connected and, and, and I had to learn how to walk again and all these different things, you know, Yeah, um, um, oh uh, it was kind of uh where was i trying to go sorry i just uh suddenly lost the thread it, 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 it made you question
3: a lot of things like so you you realize yeah, to
2: like like who am i you know mm-hmm. and and also this whole this whole like identity you know that we sort of like that we uh, sort of identify with 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 what we do you know like who am i you know yeah who is yeshe the, the musician, you know, um, and 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 is that really who I am? And is is that all of me? And and uh, all right, that's enough questions. Like, what are the
0: answers? <laughs> What'd you come up with?
2: Uh, well, I sort of realized that you know that there was definitely more more to me than than just you know being the musician, and and that it actually didn't matter. Um, mm. It didn't, like, it didn't change whether I was playing music or I wasn't playing music in that way, you know, so, um, and that's why I kind of like just went also into this period of just like, just sitting back and just watching things too and like just trying to figure out like, you know, like, w- you know, who am I, and what is my purpose and also how I was sort of like identifying also with an idea you know and and how that idea also um, especially like dealing with with the music industry because there's one thing of like just playing music and then trying to have a career too mm. in in the music oh, industry that. it's like <laughs> it's like you end up spending I would say ninety percent of the time, you know, actually doing things you don't necessarily want to do. And 10% of the time is like the creative process and, and doing the gigs and, and, and all of that, you know, the rest of the time is of like taken up by, by often, um, quite stressful situations, you know, like, like making a tour work, um, Um, financial things um, you know having to have your wits together when it comes to like making contracts with people and all of those kind of things you know that can can sort of um, in a way like add to your kind of stress level Um, and I just found that I just realized that like a lot of that time brought me to that place of uh, of illness too, mm. of like that. Basically, th- this this illness was called in by by stress. You know, I'm like totally um, totally clear with that. You know, and then to just go, okay, you know, like maybe I just need to let go of any kind of ideas of who I think I am. Mm. You know, and, and just, that's so you know, huge. And, <laughs> that's
0: enormous. Yeah. Well, isn't,
2: yeah, that the, and, isn't
0: that like the gift of, isn't that like the gift of, uh, of these arts? Isn't that, isn't that beautiful? Like we get to like sit in the nuanced, quiet, ethereal world and learn who we are through our skill set, through the music, through the, through whatever art you might be involved in. I mean, that's like, it's such a blessing. True. I mean, you, you, I mean, think about how rare you are on this planet just to have had that experience. And if... Yeah. Would would the world be different if we all had that experience? I mean, we couldn't no longer behave the same way if we just experienced what you experienced.
2: Yeah, and I guess it just came, you know, it just had to happen to me somehow too, you know, and and now I'm sort of... Now I'm in a very different space um, of how I actually approach... My music and and what what is the importance to me about it? You know, like for me, it's now all about just the joy. You know, I'm just looking at at your mm. your, your logo here you know, the Joy Zone. <laughs> so it's like, That's know, it's, why you're on, baby. That's why you're on. Yeah. You're on Indie
0: Creators in the Joy Zone, and and it's about that this this place. You're a perfect guest. I mean, you're you're talking about this. This world on the other side, and it's like uh, it's almost like uh, somehow it's uh, Earth on heaven, in heaven, or or heaven and earth, or you know heaven on earth, uh, and and it seems like the the most of the guests that we have that are as enlightened as you, uh, we're we're talking in similar languages. We're talking about this ambiguous thing that all of a sudden in our craft is no longer optional. It's no longer ambiguous because it has to be there in order for us to communicate to the audiences in the way that you would like to communicate with them. And a lot of your conversation here has been about healing. It's been about um, ancestral, ancestral work and watching people become inhabited by spirits. And, um, and, and, and then you're, talk, you're talking about your, your very difficult experience uh, with whatever illness that you were dealing with not so long ago where you felt like you had 30 minutes to live or you knew you had 30 minutes to live and you, you realized it wasn't your time to go yet and there was still work to be done and here you are doing the work and sharing the work and healing people through your music. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. And, uh, and also, like, now I feel like all I want to do music for is just for the joy, you know? Like, if... It, like anything else has to be like a sideline on of it, you know. Right. Like, uh, like I'm not sort of chasing. Like I'm not in that place anymore where I'm chasing some idea. I'm chasing some career, and I'm 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 compromising myself into some situations where I don't even like want to be a bee, but uh, but it seems. You know, it seemed to be those kind of things where I felt like, oh, I got to do this because it's sort uh, of like it's going to be good for my career. Right. Um, and so, what does so, that balance
3: look like for you, Yeshe? Like,
2: what what does well, joy and moment, music look like? Well, at the moment, I'm actually I'm I you know I've turned a bit in, uh, into a hermit actually. Well, I think um, we all have. Sort of, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, have you put on so, twenty
0: well, pounds? You don't look like
2: you, it. I uh, haven't actually, but. Uh, um, but it's sort of uh, yeah. I've never put on weight, which is really interesting. You know, like yeah. I've I've been on the same uh, weight since I was sixteen, and and somehow it's always and even through the whole cancer story, I I didn't lose any weight either. I still stayed on the same weight. <laughs> well, it that's a good job. <laughs> yeah, and um. um yeah, it's not how much you eat; it's what you eat. I reckon um, it's really yeah. important.
0: Um, Absolutely. Well, you can you can share that diet with, with me <laughs> later when we get up. <laughs> you can you can share. Well, how, how? Listen, and, and on that note, how has the uh, the the this um, pandemic influenced your music and your community, and has it influenced your art? are you writing music to sort of that has been inspired by these difficulties
2: what's well, sort of interesting because like byron bay it's almost like um i mean we've been like in a three-week lockdown at some stage and they closed down like um, craft markets and things like that um but the markets have just been reopened just recently and uh, and my two sons are down in in melbourne and and there they have like the full lockdown at the mm. moment, you know, like you can't get out of your house. There's a, there's a curfew wow. at night and you have to go everywhere in, in masks. And you're, you're only allowed like one hour a day to, uh, to oh, go like out Oh, like Spain, they're doing it like Spain. Yeah. So it's uh, cause, um, and then it's sort of funny because in like we never had borders, here in this country too, um, so now I'm I I live like um, I live about um, half an hour away from the Queensland border, um, which just used to be another state, um, and now I can't even go to Queensland.
1: Wow, you know?
2: um, it's sort of interesting. I was talking to a friend of mine just a couple of days ago, and he he um, he does sort of import, export um, with Africa and he he has to go back, uh, he's going back on Sunday, he's flying back to uh, to Ghana um, because he has to pack a container over there. And, um, and he says to me, well, it's actually easier for him at the moment to go to Ghana, even though he has to go into quarantine there for two weeks when he gets there. And then when he comes back here, to Australia, he has to go into a two-week quarantine. Then again, but he says at least he can go. Whereas, like we can't even go to Queensland here at the right. moment, which is which wow. is very strange. Yeah? yeah, yeah. So we suddenly have these borders, you know. So suddenly, there's a there's like a border crossing that like never existed before. Yeah, for the world citizen but, that you are, how does that feel? Um, it's sort of interesting, you know. I'm I'm. You know, I'm I'm actually in the process of like finishing off this um this sort uh, of little tour bus that I've been um, fitting out, and I'm and I'm looking into actually like um, once it's possible anyway to go and actually spend more time on the road here in Australia again, mm-hmm. um, and to also connect more with the aboriginal communities. And I really felt, I'm, I'm really feeling like I want to go in and kind of do my part in, in giving back and contributing to the healing. Mm. Um, because, I mean, there's been so much in the 200 years that, um, since Australia got colonized, um, there's been a lot of, you know, like, stuff going on that, that just needs needs a lot of healing. And um, and I've, um, I spent, a um, couple of years ago, I spent a month up in Arnhem Land, um, nor- Northeast Arnhem Land, where I felt like, oh, wow, I'm finally, I finally arrived in Australia, um, because mm. up there, it's just like, it's a foreign country like compared to like Byron Bay or Melbourne or any of these places, you know, like, um, it, um, you go up there and English is the second spoken language. Yeah, that's more untouched. You know, they, yeah, they still all speak Yongu and they're very connected, um, with, with their culture. And, and I, I, I had this opportunity of, um, of, of doing like music workshops with with kids in all these um little communities around the place you know I would get into a little plane you know like just a little mm. four-seater plane mm. and these guys would take me out into the middle of nowhere where there was just like a little little airstrip um, and there'd be a community there in the in the middle of nowhere of of like fifty people and about twenty children. Mm. And and I was taking So let's um, watch
0: that little trailer there. So, so so let's watch. so let's watch this. this, is, this is this is this is one of your songs Eye for an eye. So when we come back, young, we're gonna
1: do already Tell the
0: telling us about the song.
1: No escape feeling hopelessly at a loss ready to cross the line had nowhere else to hide she heard a voice that spoke from somewhere deep inside of her an eye for an eye will make the whole world
2: where
0: that? Oh my goodness! What happened there? I just I just lost you. I just we just had a blow yeah, up. I can still hear you. Oh, there you are. And so yeah. tell us about that "Eye for an Eye" song that we just sort of uh, promoed.
2: Yeah, "Eye for an Eye" that was a that's an interesting song. Uh, I I uh, I sort of read this um, I read this article about um, this group in Israel. And they, it was a group also back again to like you know healing old old wounds. Um, um, I've actually spent a bit of time in Israel too. Um, I've been there a few times, and um, and it, like we always hear about you know the 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 bad stuff, you know. Like I mean, because news run on the bad stuff. Um, but um, I read this beautiful article about this group. Um, over in Israel and it had um, people, uh, pa- uh, Palestinians and Jewish people, basically um, working on on healing what was going on. And, and in that group, there was um, guys that um, used to be soldiers and were on one side of the fence. Mm. And then there was people um, in the group too, who were people that were, um, um, suicide bombers where, um, where it basically didn't work, you know, the, wow. the, the, the trigger didn't work and they had this whole, um, shift going on and this whole realization of like, uh, things and then, um, and, um, yeah, so that was, So when I like, I was really inspired reading that story about this group who was like there, basically um, trying trying to heal those wounds and to and to come together and like yeah, and Mm -hmm. that saying an eye for an eye will make the whole world blind is actually a a quote by by Mahatma Gandhi. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Use it often. I use it often. I've (laughs) suffered with that when my younger ages. I would definitely had the eye for eye mentality going on it definitely was a crusher of opportunity
2: absolutely I mean most of us uh, g- growing up in the West you know go through that because it's almost part of our programming yeah you know to kind of like to see to see the other person as an enemy rather than as a friend you know it's like if you first kind of put on your your defenses um, well, I think that thing—the uh,
0: saying—comes in as if if you hurt me, I'm going to hurt you worse. Yeah, so, well, exactly. vend-
3: vendetta. <laughs> but from a, a Tibetan perspective, you're just creating more <laughs> karma.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, totally.
0: And so that so out of that, just did, 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 uh, did something happen? I was thinking maybe something happened that you regretted that you personally got involved with to inspire that song. There's nothing like that, huh?
2: no, it was more like that, that, that I was inspired by that, by that story, you know, and, and then talking about like the two, cause I mean the first, the first verse, you know, talks about this, you know, this woman basically who was a um, suicide bomber and, and, and what drove her to that, to that point. And Ugh, then God, it's the, just the nightmare, second right? guy was a, was a soldier who was on the other side, you know. Um, How do you feel and, about uh, this
0: uh, Donald Trump's peace treaties that he just set in motion today? The what? So, sorry, the what?
2: Peace treaty? Did you hear
0: about the peace treaty that just went into the Middle East? The peace treaties uh, no. in the Middle East? No, got turned on that TV. There was some, like...
3: Well, they yeah. may not have access to it. Yeah. Ad, if you look up Israel, they signed a peace treaty. I know. It
0: was a peace treaty, like oh. like the first one in 25 years with one country and the first one in 72 years with another country. Isn't that crazy?
2: Yeah. Oh, totally. Well, it's sort of interesting, you know, because, they, you know, I always feel, you know, them signing peace treaties doesn't necessarily <laughs> you know, yeah, mean t- t- anything. Exactly. the time a bit of a publicity stunt you know and 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 sort of like other things you know i mean going on in the background you know um, yeah
3: well we never truly know but it they signed between east israel uae and bahrain uh so then they're expected to sign in other middle eastern countries right. so we'll see okay
0: well we can always i thought
3: us. of you i'm like wow what perfect timing Yes, Shay, yeah. eye for an eye, and then we have you know very volatile area, You know, uh, at least coming to the table and talking about the value yeah. of should, peace.
0: Should we live long enough to uh, actually not have that mentality going on in the Middle East would be a miracle in itself. <laughs> Something mm. would definitely have to happen. But I think the eye for the eye song. I think the eye for the eye song is actually perfect for America right now because it seems like there's a lot of this. Uh, historical eye for an eye business going on now where we have where I, we have I, our
2: i mean the you know like the song was triggered by the story but it has a very universal meaning you know it's, it's um yeah you know, and that's the beauty about songs too in that way because you you get triggered by the song um and you get triggered by a story or by a situation or by 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 certain circumstances um, to write a song and, it, and then you sing the song and it might mean like a hundred different things to a hundred different people out there, you know? Um, yeah. It's, uh, it, um, and everyone... So because we all have our stories and then, you know, we hear a song and then we connect our own story with that. Somehow, you know, uh, I forgot which song it was. I, I wrote a song. I even somebody came up to me after a show and she, and, and, and she said, you wrote that song about me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, I said, and I said, well, I guess I did. <laughs> oh, you're so and, sweet. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, well, that's how I, music is. I,
3: it's it is the universal language. It speaks to us on so many levels um absolutely so when you do the work with uh the tribes you know you've had such a blessed life from my perspective because you've had the opportunity to travel the globe and connect to indigenous way that's almost extinct even mentioning your own country where you're living right now that it's like another world like it's true australia and you get an interface uh what Type of healing do you feel uh, needs to happen within the tribal communities, so and um, that can spill out to the general humanity around you?
2: Um, well, I think what needs to happen, like let's say here in Australia, for example, is that um, we actually, you know, as the white population here. Um, just recognize the pain that we inflicted, mm. um, and just you know, because it's not about you know, the, it's not about uh, you know, because people say, "Oh, it's got nothing to do with me," and it's my ancestors did that, and and it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, you know. Like where well, you know, it's like there's pain being inflicted, and and these you know, there's still a lot of suffering going on, and just. You know, by saying, "Hey, this is what happens, and I, you know, I don't feel good about it, and and you know, let's sort of let's start healing, mm. let's let's start healing it, and uh, let's let's do it together, you know, because that's um um. I, I, I just read a beautiful book too. I don't know. Do you guys know the um Australian singer? His name is Archie Roach oh no i don't do you know what um comes? i've not heard of archie Roge. Rouge. He, um, he's sort of in his uh, late sixties right now and he was um he's um he's a very well known singer here and he he was the first one that came out with um kind of like aboriginal protest songs um in the nineties he's he 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 uh, he toured um the states to um, and uh, he was and so was his wife Ruby Hunter they were both part of the the stolen generation hmm. um, stolen generation
0: explain of, that what's the stolen generation
2: well stolen generation is like similar and that's that, That's why the aboriginals actually feel here feel very connected with the first nations people of Canada because uh, um, in Canada the same thing happened um, it's, I think it started Sort of around the 1920s, 1930s, where they basically went went to the Aboriginal missions. Here, here they call them missions in America. They call them reservations, I guess. Mm, um, yeah. And and took the children away.
4: Mm. Horrible, you know.
2: Um, yeah. To basically um, indoctrinate them in the Western ways and right. basically uh, cut off. Their lifeline um, to their culture, and, and like in Archie's, Archie's story, for example, he he was taken away from his family when he was two years old, and um, and then ended up in, in being in in a few homes, and then ended up with a foster fa- family wow. when he was uh, six, and he didn't even know like until he was fifteen and and got. This this letter somehow from his sister who found him. Um, he didn't even realize that he was different to the other white kids that he was in the in in the high school with.
4: Yeah,
2: um, yeah. because he was so like just living Aww. living that life, you know. And um, and they they actually had even told his his um, his parents who adopted him um that he didn't have a family that basically mm. his family um got killed in a fire so mm. so even the people the like the good-hearted um christians then that wanted to do something good by helping this little little guy out um they weren't even like told the true story right. that that it still still had a family and um yeah, it's sort of interesting how um, how that's all working. Um, yeah, uh, most people
3: don't realize that, that they made boarding schools, or in this case, it sounds like they placed them in homes uh, Yeah, and took them away. I know out at Hopi, they took the children. One of the leaders I work with, he, he, he just walked home <laughs> from California. He left, <laughs> so he didn't want to be there. But a pretty intense process for them to have their hair cut off, not only be spoken English. All of those things. So yeah, a lot of ancestral healing, which you saw in Zimbabwe, you know, the power of reconciling the past into the present mm-hmm. moment through the unseen realms. Pretty powerful.
2: Absolutely. And uh, and it's sort of, you know, in even just <coughs> just the, because the, um, I don't know how long ago it would have been. I think it was sort of in the mid 90s or maybe sort of late, late 90s. Um, that Australia actually, um, the Prime Minister actually did this um, official apology, mm. you know, of like all the, the past pain that had been inf- inflicted um, on on the Aboriginal tribes um, here in this country, you know, and um, and even that, you know, that that meant so much. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately um not that much happened after the speech you know um what, what did you so what we, did you
0: what did you expect to have happened after the speech or have the aboriginals been as active as uh, some of our usa participants with blm so so to speak is it do they have a movement over there or is it the same movement
2: yeah well there's a movement there's a, there's also um <clears throat> there is a movement and there's also still like quite a lot of separation because that's kind of like the part that gets, um, um, how do you say it that, you know, for example, if they want, you know, um, like up in Arnhem land, um, you know, now the government here is like very interested in Arnhem land because Arnhem land is very resource rich. Mm, yeah. So they want to go in there. So they go in there and they do, Different deals with um, with different tribes, you know, like bribing them and 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 turning them against, you know, oh, the no. other tribes. Still,
4: and, that crap you know, still oh, goes on. That's crazy.
2: Oh, 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 oh it's still. Oh my it's
0: goodness, still, what's going on with this world?
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's quite amazing. But but on the good side, on the good news, uh, I just talked to a friend a few days ago, and they, for the first time, um the person that represents um, Arnhem Land in Parliament is is an Aboriginal. He's mm-hmm. a Yong'o. And uh, and a friend of mine was sort of like involved in, in the whole campaign, um, traveling with him out to the Aboriginal com- communities in Arnhem Land. And he said the other side were playing like a really dirty... By there was a lot what of... Is going,
0: what is that going, don't they know that there's an internet and all you got to do is Google something to find out information?
2: That's crazy. Yes, yeah, so but... Um, <laughs> um, so, crazy. so they... Basically, um, they didn't think they were going to have much of a chance um, hmm. when they were in there and they were amazed of, like, um, how many people actually starting to sort of, like, see what's happening behind the scenes Wow. Yeah. Well, well, well,
0: well you know it's you know it's really self-evident is you're a huge hearted guy and you're spreading joy through the world through your music you're socially conscious you live in a beautiful country it's getting wackier by the moment just like ours <laughs> and and, uh, and and hopefully we all come through this uh, better and and more sensitive and more tuned to our neighbors and our um and our, and overall our race, our race relations become uh, a non a non uh, what's what's the word sequitur right non sequitur yep. yeah that's the rest the right word and and so and we can just kind of get get to the business of uh
3: human relations
0: of ripping each other off and doing business like fair and square forget the color thing, forget the ethnicity thing forget where you come from let's just do some business and Get prosperous and uh, and 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 live a full life, you know, and see if we can somehow cohabitate yeah, and, all seven and, billion of us, right? And
2: look after the planet along the way. Yeah, exactly, know.
0: exactly. She, yeah. She's she's definitely sending messages for sure, uh, but well, uh,
2: and for me, for me in the lockdown, um, this whole lockdown story. I mean, the most, the thing that I actually really appreciated about it and that i actually liked about it was seeing that in areas where nature got a bit of a break you know like for example in in you know one one example you know in in thailand you know the mass tourism over there you know took a big toll on the environment you know and and a place for example like like phuket which is a beautiful island um but the um, but the turtles stopped stopped um, going there um, breeding basically because uh, you know there was so much so much traffic. Um, boat boat traffic going on and and the beaches were f- were full of tourists everywhere they couldn't like lay lay their eggs in the sand and it was amazing in that short time that that stopped. Um, yeah how many turtles started breeding there and how many little turtles we got running around over there. Yeah, again. <laughs> well, and, and isn't it... I, I just got chills. <laughs>
3: but I yeah. thought this was great because oh, I'm a big you know, tree hugger, but it showed, I think, humanity how fast the earth can regenerate and people always say, oh, she's sick, she's dying, but Mother Earth has no problem regenerating. It's just us that get in the way so maybe we can have better living practices it's kind of exciting
2: yeah and basically we like in that way i'm also not worried about planet earth as such you know because i think the planet is going to be still there you know like um like we're, we're sort of um, it's more like you know <laughs> like like we're, we're cutting our own lifeline right. here yeah. by, by what we're doing, you know, because um, uh, the planet will heal again, you know, like yeah. once we're out of the picture, you know, the planet is still there and the planet will heal itself. You know, I, I really believe that, you know, and uh, so hopefully we get our act together, that we do it in a way that that, that we can enjoy that process that we can enjoy seeing that, you know, Um, and uh, it's a crazy world out there. And I mean, there's, and it's always, but there's always a balance, you know, there's always a balance, you know, there's, 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 there's the crappy stuff going on and there's always so much good stuff going on. Well, listen,
0: you're, 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 you're part of that good stuff and somehow you (laughs) found your way, Uh, but we, we only got like a minute left uh to, to run with you is there anything that you would love to share with your audience how we can find you we have, we have we've been posting your stuff we'll post all of your all of your um links and stuff like that but if there's anything you'd like to share with us that you haven't shared with us uh go right ahead we got like 60 seconds
2: yeah well as far as finding me um i guess i'm 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 sort of on all the streaming platforms um I haven't got a website anymore at the moment because it, it was funny. What uh, when I was sick, my my website got hacked too. So it was everything just. <laughs> you were having everything was, go down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was just like everything was just happening. It was interesting, you know? um, And uh, so, um, um, spread the love. Spread, hey, the love. spread the love. We
0: we we got you covered. We're gonna push it out. We got your we got your handles. And, and no worries, but you're you're definitely you've been a wonderful indie creator, and thank you so much for joining us. And if you ever you know if you want to share your next album, you want to share a song with us, make sure you contact us and and we'll we'll thank get you on you. again and talk about it and and get into what inspired that piece <laughs> of art. and we'll we'll just uh, we'll we'll just dive right back in again. So uh, this is uh, Thomas Ardovani and Suzanne Toro, and uh, we're here with Yeshi. And uh, he's just talked about his wonderful, beautiful process. And uh, we're saying goodbye to him now from Indie Creators in the Joy Zone. Yes, say
3: it's so Yay. good to see your smiling face. You Thank look beautiful. Thank
2: you for, for having me.
0: It, it's been an absolute pleasure. So so we'll, we'll, we'll,
2: we'll,
0: we're going to send you out. We're going to send this out. So let's watch with, that little uh, trailer there. With, with a little trailer. Yes.
2: Thank you. Wearing scars
1: from the culture of violence. Far too young to already have carried the cross No escape, feeling hopelessly at a loss Ready to cross the line, had nowhere else to hide She heard a voice that spoke from somewhere deep inside of her An eye for an
0: Was he? It's that always
3: w- great to see him. It was nice. I haven't seen him. The last time I saw him, he was here in Venice. We had me uh, <laughs> and his wife. We had breakfast at the Rose Cafe.
0: <laughs> nice. So, yeah. yeah. now a beautiful guy. And uh, it's uh, what, what kind of what what was his trauma? What what was it that happened to him? Oh, he had do cancer. You, you oh no! Yeah. Oh no! I didn't want to say the C word.
3: Yeah, he a, a big fight, and he he survived. Wow. So um, that. that- so exciting yeah
0: well lots of wonderful insights i mean he shared the ancestral connection he shared his uh, mystical experiences with the ancestors in those ceremonies um he didn't say if he was on anything or not but we're just assuming he wasn't (laughs) (laughs) and and how how but what was cool is how Mm -hmm. he connected his own personal healing back to his work back to his audience and then his spiritual pursuit deepening his own musical practice which then Allows him to connect with his audience in a way that potentially heals them just yeah. as he healed himself with his music and that's pretty That's pretty awesome. I mean
3: absolutely. He's, he's got to perform with Xavier Rudd who hopefully will be able to get on the show here He, he and he just has such a, a Magical way about him. He's traveled all over the world and the Instruments and sounds he brings are truly from the roots of the earth. So it's such a treat It'll be interesting to see what he produces now after his journey through the death gateway and into rebirth.
0: Yeah, no, really, really, really cool stuff. What did you get out of it? What what did you pick up from him that you didn't know before?
3: Well, I just, you know, I knew he was suffering when he got sick, and so I've been praying for him. So I actually, the whole interview was just joy for me to be able to see him again. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I'm really happy that he's going to be doing some ancestral healing with the tribes. I think his... uh, process right now probably gave him a, a deeper understanding of how to help others heal since he helped himself already
0: uh yeah so, so who do we have who do we have coming up next
3: we have tommy tejeda he is an illustrator for marvel for the simpsons and emmy award-winning uh, and he has his own spacecraft <laughs> i think one of his quotes are uh aliens are real get over it so that'll be fun to talk to him about uh, I think he's a burner from some of the photos, so he can share that, uh, so it'll be a super big treat, uh, amazing illustrator.
0: Uh, so for for those uncool people who don't know what a burner is, what's a what's a burner?
3: <laughs> oh, Burning Man, which didn't get to happen this year, it happened virtually, but it's a big uh, no-cost event, except I think you have to pay your entry ticket, but... Once you get there, there's no cost the whole time you're there. And there's stages, music, everyone builds this whole city out in the middle of nowhere here in California. And uh, they stay there for a couple weeks on end, at least one week. I, I haven't made it out there yet. So this year everyone did a virtual burner and they burned the Burning Man <laughs> on the barbecue. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, I, I,
0: so 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 I next we got Tommy Tejeda, right, illustrator. Simpson guy. This is what's cool. Is this guy's like illustrated for The Simpsons. He's got an Emmy. He's also worked for Marvel Comics. So we've got him coming up next, and just in a few minutes. So we're going to reset, and then uh, 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 find Tommy Tejeda because it's not going to be connected directly to this show online. But we'll be going live online in the same areas in in a few minutes. So tune back into us um, in in a few minutes, and you'll be able to. Uh, listen to Tommy Tejeda, uh, Emmy Award-winning illustrator. And uh, that being said, we're gonna send you out with a bong head. No, <laughs> no, a- just a little kidding. bit
3: more Yeshe.
0: Just just, 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 kidding. Is this Yeshe here? Yeah. Well, well, look at that. How about that? Was,
3: Oh, actually, we have random rab, which is great.
0: I thought it was random rab.
3: This is remain anew. That's perfect to send. Yeah, yeshe out. Yeshe,
0: yeshe, yeshe (laughs) is being sent out with random rab.
3: He remained.